and welcome to the Smoking Syndicate Roundtable number 10. Tonight, we are going to be smoking the Cuba Aliados by Ernesto Perez Carrillo Jr. I am Bear Duplissi alongside my good friends here on the Smoking Syndicate, Mr. Ben Lee, Aaron Nielsen, and Will Cooper. Uh, tonight, as I said, we are smoking the Cuba Aliados by Ernesto Perez Carrillo Jr. The torpedo size, there are several Vitolas in this particular line, and this is not the only Cuba Aliados from Oliva Cigar Company, but we'll get to all that and more for the round table number time uh, for the round table number 10 as always uh we will be telling you our thoughts and opinions about the smoking experience throughout the cigar experience uh from unwrapping the cellophane all the way to the first light to the final puff and we'll be giving you some ratings at the very end and of course uh you may not like our opinion but we sincerely don't care but we hope you find <laughs> some entertainment in anyway so without further ado let's go ahead and kick things off for the Cuba Aliados by Ernesto Perez Carrillo Jr. Ben, how are you doing, sir? Yeah, doing great. Did you ca- have you caught your breath yet? You good? <laughs> your heartbeat oh, yeah. calmed down? Yeah, all good, man. No bears tonight. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I'm glad we we're able to uh, check this one out because, like Cooper and I said, this is a a line that was kind of special to us back in the day. It was while we smoked, so it's good to see a resurgence of it. Totally. Totally. And, you know, if folks don't know, uh, Oliva um, acquired these brands back in 2021 uh, from Rolando Reyes' family. Um, they have uh, re-imaged these. And, and as Bear mentioned, there's two of these cigars that are out there. Uh, there is the uh, one that we're smoking tonight, the uh, QB Aliados by Ernesto Perez Carrillo, which is a limited edition line. And then there is a regular production line called the Cuba Aliados uh, original blend, which is being done by uh, Julio Aroa. So, um, it, you know, and I, I've been, let me just say, I, I've been, I've been kind of twisting the needle with a lot of people on this one. There was not a lot of coverage at the Oliva booths, right? Which I, which I, I, I shouldn't be needling people. I should be like thankful because we had one of the, we had one of the, a great interview, I think, with the Oliva folks when they told the story about this brand and why they decided to go with Ernesto. And, and I, I thought it was a really good visit we have there. So I shouldn't really be grinding the needle. I should be like, wow, we actually had some good info. And this line was something that was very anticipated for me, personally, as Ben said. So um, it was something I was really, really looking forward to. So we're going to do it tonight. I'm really, I'm super excited to do this. Uh, and this was a, this was actually, we've been asking for this for a while. This was a, a suggestion from our audience. Uh, so Mr. Jay Davis suggested that we, uh, that we do the cigar. And uh, that's actually where we procured these cigars from. Yep. Uh, that's actually where Coop procured the cigars from. So thank you uh, to our good friend, Mr. Will Cooper for uh, taking the time um, and uh, also purchasing these from uh, the Blue Smoke of Dallas. So if you are ever in Dallas, uh, check out Jay's shop. Um, it's a fantastic place and his selection is pretty phenomenal. Uh, ben and I try not to go broke whenever we visit. That's a that's a general rule yep. that we try to make. But, you know, sometimes we make out better than we, you know, but we get we come out with some good cigars. Yeah, no, we do. And I'm actually committing to go to Texas um, in September this year. So 
picture as it. So I will be finally getting to visit Blue Smoke if I don't. I was like, it's December, Coop. I have to plan my try. I have to actually plan a lot of this out, believe it or not. But uh, I did tell the McAuliffe folks uh, I will go to their open house this year. I committed to go to that verbally, and I'm going to honor that commitment because, uh, you know, I've been wanting to go. So uh, I'm going to go this year. Well, good. I'll see you, Bear, of course. So, yeah. Well, I would hope so. Yeah. I mean, I'm like 20 minutes from the McAuliffe headquarters. Yep. So I might not get welcome back to the party, but at least, you know, I'll be nearby. So. Well, <laughs> Alan will welcome back. Yeah, <laughs> I, I suppose. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so, Ben, do you uh, do you want to get into the, the specs of the cigar? Uh, okay. I thought I thought actually Coop had them. I have it. Yep. I have it. I'm all set to go with that. Um, so Cuba Aliados, um, made by Ernesto Perez Creo. Uh, Aliados is kind of alliances. And that's kind of some of the roots of this blend with Rolandos Reyes. They worked with other people. And I believe Barrett, he said Ernesto was involved with this at one point, like years ago, right? In the interview. Correct. Yeah. Some in some way, shape, or form. Probably prob- at that point in his career was probably sourcing the tobacco. Yeah, it was when Ernesto was based in Miami. So that's why they went with Ernesto. It's being made at Tabacalera out La Alianza in the Dominican Republic. And when you look at this blend on paper, okay. This has all the makings of like Ernesto Perez Carrillo's like this is kind of his signature when you look at this Ecuadorian Sumatra wrapper. Um, you have a Nicaraguan binder and Nicaraguan and Dominican fillers. And that has been a formula that's worked for Ernesto for for a long time. Uh, this is a six by 54 uh, torpedo. Um, which is also available in the Julio Aroa line as well. So. Um, these cigars are not cheap, is what I'm going to tell you guys. Uh, they are in the twelve to fifteen dollar range. So, um, but um, you know that's but limited edition. I don't know. I it wasn't clear if this is going to be an ongoing limited or one and done. So, so fifteen thousand boxes of twenty cigars. So three hundred uh, of each vitola. So it's three hundred thousand total cigars. Yeah. Um, fourteen seventy-five MSRP. Yep. So we're in that fourteen. Yeah, like I said, it was pretty close to that. Um. So and the other thing I look at this cigar, this is a darker Sumatra wrapper. If you notice, compared to a lot of other Sumatras, this just had a a much darker look to me when I was looking at this. Now I think we should also say while we went with the torpedo, this has gotten a high rating from another publication, per publication. So, um. <clears throat> A lot of people think this may be on the Cigar Aficionado, which is the publication, Top 25, which is going to be unveiled a week from the show. So we'll see. So a lot of people are just – there's a lot going on in this cigar right now. Um, but like I said, to me, when I looked at this on paper prior to the show, I'm like, this is this is it. This is the, this is the deal for me because I love Ernesto's Sumatra blends with that Nicaraguan and Dominican combos he works with. Like you said, it's kind of it's kind of like his signature. You know, he I mean that was the the Cardinal series had Sumatra. He had an inch uh, that was Sumatran, and it's this 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 uh, use of Ecuadorian Sumatran. So it's not it's not uh, authentic Sumatran, if you will, uh, but it is. Um, you know, it's 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 definitely what we would call, like you said, Ernesto's signature. Yeah. So um, I wanted to ask you about the foot band coop. Mm-hmm. I think you'll get this. I think Ben doesn't want to get this after I'm done talking about it. 
What is this? What does the foot band remind you of? Another Ernesto collaboration project. So I'm gonna show the foot band. I don't know if people can see it. Is that chilling? Uh, yep. This looks like. You know, it's sticking out to me what this looks like, and it, I can't put my finger on it. I gave you a big hint. Collaboration. Yes. Actually, I gave you two big hints then. Big collaboration. Big collaboration. Ben, do you want to guess? I can't think of what it could be either. <clears throat> well, like I said, uh, Ben wouldn't want to talk about it, but it looks it looks it has very uh, similar earmarks to the uh, Ernesto uh, collaboration with Royal Agio. Good, good call. Yeah. The, oh, uh, yeah, 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 yeah. You're right. It does. Yeah. I, it, that would that should have <laughs> gave it away to me. Yeah. Well, I, w I was going to guess, but I, you know what? At the end of the day, I'm like the forgotten redheaded stepchild over here, so that's fine. You know what? I had it. God damn down. it, Aaron! Don't make I me. I know. You know what? You had I mean, it. You had it written day, down. Let me see yeah, it. Yeah, but that's fine. No, you can't see my paper. You can't see my paper. <laughs> uh, well, that invisible ink works well. <laughs> yeah. Right. All right. It's fine. You know what? I, good to see you guys. Um, <laughs> a, a quick, quick comment on on. Um, Kind of piggybacking off of what Coop had to say in terms of the rating and, and leading into the the top twenty five, and you know a lot of times when we have these shows, I come in from an angle differently than you guys do as far as the I'll call myself more of the the novice, right? I, I I'm not uh, as my knowledge is not always as deep as your guys. So a lot of times when I talk to my friends and and just people that are the casual cigar smokers, they often go to the the top twenty five and they say, okay, I got to go try this to be transparent um when i saw the kind of the ratings that were coming out of this it definitely piqued my interest and on Absolutely. top of, of on top of jay kind of making a great recommendation that hey you guys should do this for the round table uh here we are i'm excited to uh be with you guys again tonight and see what you guys all think about it because you know for the viewers out there we don't talk to each other about what we think about this cigar at all uh prior to us reviewing it for the show so i'm I'm really interested to see what everybody's take is uh, once we get into it. Well, we uh, look at that fucking foot band. Damn right, that was a good, that was a good catch, yeah, dude, nailed it. Yep. Yeah, even with the little, the little like uh, circle emblem too. Yep. Like secondary double band. ring, sir. Yeah, yeah. We we should also mention that there's a cigar that just got released. Um, that Ernesto, like, so this is an Oliva cigar being done at Ernesto's factory. <laughs> Ernesto has actually released a cigar on the EPC that's being done at Oliva's factory called the Allegiance. And I just got a couple of those in the mail today. I ordered some of them. I did not order a now, box. Now, can I, going back to that Balmoral, am I wrong in that the blue one was like Loomis's cigar of the year, like three years ago or four years ago? Yeah. Yeah. The yeah. It was. It, he, yeah. he really liked that cigar. Yeah. Oh yeah. He know he did. And then I bought a box band and I basically uh, <laughs> gifted it to my neighbors after I smoked <laughs> it. So I'm still, I'm still pissed about that. So I remind him about that every time. You didn't, you didn't, that you, didn't you didn't like it? Uh, not really. No, I was disappointed. I, I, I gotta be honest with Lito cigar. I was disappointed with that Lito cigar. I really was. Wow. Okay. I, I, it did not do it for me. 
Yeah. And I'll, I, granted, I, yeah, I agree. And and here's the other problem. Anytime Loomis goes back and you know says something's good or you got to try it, everything's average to him. So if he's liking something, I'm immediately thinking, okay, this is going to be great. So maybe my expectations going into the cigar were a little too high, but I can tell you after I smoked it three or four times, like I, I don't get it. It wasn't, it wasn't a dog rocket, but I, it definitely did not live up to the expectations and the Loomis good rating that, uh, that he took from it. That's crazy. Cause when he says, uh, when he says he likes something, I, I mean, I can't think of a time I didn't like something. El Talo was probably the one we disagreed on. That was that. But that, what, the, but that was the one with the he, stems. Yeah, that was a short fellow with the stems, though. What did he give that cigar, though? He got he gave it top twenty five. Trilogy. <laughs> that trilogy's good, though. It depends which trilogy. Yeah, it was the I, it was the Corojo. It was the. One I didn't was good. like the Maduro, but the other two were good. Yeah, the Maduro was my least favorite for sure. Yeah. But by the way, he, this uh, yeah, I mean, um, I think by the way, if you want a spoiler, but we're not gonna spoil it. Uh, DP did review this cigar actually today. <laughs> so, but they reviewed the Robusto. We're reviewing the Torpedo. Yeah, we're reviewing the right Vitola. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> but I do, I do think we. Okay, I, Bear and I have the flaw. I don't want to speak for everyone, but I know we tend to be very Vitola based, and we've mm-hmm. had experiences be different. I don't want to speak for you, for Ben and Aaron, but but that's how we've had experiences. So. Well, and I'll tell you, and I'll tell you this, Coop, uh, and I give you guys credit. Um, I never used to be Vitola based. I was primarily a Toro guy until I got to know you guys and said, you know, try this cigar in this size. Try this, and I would highly recommend those. You know, anybody listening that doesn't do that, highly recommend finding the right Vitola in a cigar because it makes a huge difference in a lot yep. of cigars. Yep. Yeah. We, you went over, the, you went over the blend of this, right? Did you? Yes. Okay. Yes. So are we ready to go ahead and get into this thing? Yeah. Uh, are we cutting it? No. Let's. Yeah. We, well, yeah, we could. Th- we could cut it. But oh, well, look at it first. The, let's look at it first. Yeah. yeah the appearance. Uh huh. Okay. So can I go first? Yeah, please. Yeah. <laughs> mine's not. A, mine's. You know, uh, Aaron might have said he's the ugly steps child, but. I, I, I nominate this cigar for the ugliest one in this room, Ed. It, uh, there is, it is, and here, I look, I say this with a great deal of respect. Some ugly cigars, you know, smoke really good. You know, it doesn't have to be the cleanest looking thing in the world to be fantastic in my book. But, uh, I mean, there are veins popping all over this place. There's, uh, I guess from when this was in the box too, like the, the cap is pressed in and stuff. So it's not even uniform on the cap. I have a little bit of that uh, too. Um, I think it is too. And, and I've uh, got a couple. I got a couple of these, courtesy of Mister Coop, and all three of them have like a ginormous vein or veins on the wrapper. Yeah, this one looks yeah. like a topographical map of the Andes, man. Like it's yeah, a, like <laughs> it's crazy. There, I mean, the, it's but the wrapper itself. If you kind of, I mean, if I twist mine, um. It's a nice Sumatra. It, yeah, I like I the like sheen on it. There, yeah, yeah, I do like the sheen nice, on it. Yeah, but yeah, but, see, mine's totally different. Like, let's see if you can see mine. Look, mine looks like it's perfect. The cap's great. Yours does. It's got a, it's got a like a like a model wrapper, so it looks kind of like aged leather or something. Right. But so other than that, it's it, really good. Ben is Coop's favorite. We we just found out, guys. There well, we go. Of course. So, oh, was that like up? <laughs> that, that's a, that's I, a given. Oh. 
the uh <laughs> oh the uh um uh, I do like I do like the banding they did on this too. I think they did a really nice job on the banding. Now it looks like the duetto at the bottom, but you know, but it's still different. Um but I do I do think they made these band like the old bands were never a favorite of mine, the Cuba Aliados bands. Not I think they all. definitely upgraded the bands on this thing. So, oh yeah, they make I, they, they I gave agree. it some regalness. Yeah, it's regal I, yeah. now. So what what I do like about the band coop is that it I mean it's a much nicer band. Like we said, the, the original Cuba Aliados bands were just basic, right? Very basic, yeah. But these are nice, beautiful upgrades to that band. But still keeping the original look of that band, the old band. Yeah, I, so it's yes. a throwback as well. I think they did a really, really good job on, on the packaging with, with these cigars. Um, the presentation was very nice with them. Uh, and these are more expensive than the old QB Aliado, so they better have better bands on it. Um, oh, they're, <laughs> yeah, they're way more. Way, way, like, way like more. you know, my biggest complaint about Sokka's Unicorn, right, is he's got that ribbon on the thing. Like, everything he went all out for, even the coffin, but, the, but he's got the cheap ribbon on the $100 cigar. Like, I'll pay 105 for a nice band at that point, but I have to tell you, this thing has a great aroma on it too. Real nice. It does. Earthy barnyardy kind of. Yeah. Hey. I mean, this is classic. Like, you know, this is you. You know, classic Sumatra from Ernie. I mean, this is. All right, I'm gonna I'm gonna cut mine and let's check out this. Drawing. All right, all right. So I have a question on you guys for you guys as you're cutting. How do you cut your torpedo? You guys do it straight. You guys do straight. A little yeah, always straight. Straight, but I, leave some yeah. tapering. Leave some tapering. Yeah, I I cut it at an angle. Yeah, I do too. So that I, so that I have more surface area. Same, like you know, when you cut a carrot, you you kind of cut on the bias. I do the same thing. So I cut mine at an angle. And, not, and also what I find, not as they have more surface area, a lot of times it'll help keep the uh, the wrapper intact from unraveling, depending on, on the... Yeah, they can do that. Now, on, on mine, I have a perfect milkshake draw. And I, kinda, mm -hmm. I expected that. I really didn't expect nothing less. Mine's yep, tight. I, I've got a good draw. Mine's very tight. Mine's a little tight. Yeah. Well, Ben was going to have a perfect draw because he's Coop's favorite. So, I mean, that was a given. Right. Well, I, uh, then I would have. <laughs> it's actually got really good cold draw flavors as well, too. I mean. Nice little getting... sweetness coming off of it. Yeah. 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 Like the natural tobacco sweetness. Mm -hmm. A little earthy. A little yep. slightly nutty. But I, I getting mm -hmm. even a little bit of saltiness, you know, too. I, I actually was going to say that. There's definitely a saltiness coming off this. Uh, but the natural mm -hmm. tobacco. Uh. You know, it's not one thing I could say is sometimes Sumatra could be overly woody for me, and it's not overly woody, particularly on a cold draw. Now, before we we uh, light this up, I'm curious: have, has everybody smoked this at least once before this review, or have, is this somebody's first time? This is my first, first time. time. First time with the torpedo, but okay. I have smoked this. This is my second one of the day. Bad boy. Yeah, Which, I try. I, I try not to go into these colds. Honestly, we we've all had we uh, we had the show sample, which 
Was it? It was a was a Toro Robusta we had. No, it's like Churchill. I, I might, Churchill. Char- was it? Yeah, it was a Churchill. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. So, but this is the I, this is the I mean, I had a, a one, another one of the torpedoes this morning, the pregame. I always like the pregame before. Get my yeah, thoughts boy. collected. Yeah. So this is my second one right here. So I smoked it yesterday for the first time. So this is my second one. Yeah. But you didn't buy a box of these, right, Aaron? Not yet. <laughs> uh, I don't want to spoil alert, but I will not buy. I'm not buying it. I did not buy a box of these. Okay. Well, that doesn't mean, you know, let's see. It doesn't mean anything. <laughs> but I have I have smoked this sure in other sizes. I've smoked this in the Robusto and the Churchill already. Yeah. So oh wait, I remember I smoked I smoked, I think that was a Robusto at a shop in uh Johnson City, Tennessee. That's where that's the what I had the Robusto. So I've had had it the Robusto as well. So anyway, unless anybody has anything to add, let's light this sucker up. Uh, while we're doing this, I uh, wanted to go ahead and share my lighter before uh, you guys show off the unofficial cigar coupe lighter that I still don't have. I've got a pretty cool lighter from Oliva. Uh, oh, wow. It's a, yeah. it's a pen. How'd you get that? I have a way about me. Okay, so it wasn't at the booth. But, uh, you <laughs> no. Have about, was... You have a way about you getting a lot of stuff. Talk I think Ben's favorites been... on the team. I, I, <laughs> yeah, I look, I... I I, I represent myself with a certain degree of charm and, you know. I think Ben wit. still has my Oliva cutter from the show, I think. Oh, oh no. no. We got, by the way, guys, so, I mean, Scarmita, we did get cutters at the Oliva booth, too. So you, they, make it worth it. They, do, they are really good to you at the booth. You know, you may want to go there. Or not. That's right. Or not, and just let us have the monopoly every year of having a great <laughs> Yeah. <thing>. Right. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, so I guess I should talk to Paul Costo, huh, Bear? Paul's a good guy. <laughs> he's always, I mean, uh, he's always, yep. uh, yeah, I feel sorry I only see him like once a year at the show. Yeah, but, uh, Paul. Paul's great a guy. great rep. Really, really good guy. He hooks, us up, he hooks us up at the booth every year. Yes, I did get this from Paul. Uh, he was doing an event at Michael's Tobacco Killer. Um, and uh, And so I went there and I got a pen lighter. So it's fantastic. Everyone's quiet. It's like a dinner table. Here we go. Well, the drawer has gotten better than the dry drawer. I could tell you that. So it opened up once I, now I'm getting the milkshake drawer. All right. So we're going to talk about first light experience here. Yeah. 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 All right. So, before, um, all right. So I get a what I'll call kind of it's kind of like a softness to it, right? I mean, there's just a uh, a little bit of a hay, um, a little bit of kind of that cedar, kind of that natural tobacco, but there's a sweetness, kind of softness, sweetness to it that I get from the initial what three four puffs. And it's right now, I would say it's probably like mild plus. I don't, I mean, it's to me, it's, it's, I don't Paul, think it's listen, by the way. yet. Paul's on, by the way. Oh, cool. Yeah. He said he got, he got pen lighters for us. So yeah. when he comes to Texas. Hey, Bear, I'll be in Texas uh, second week of January. So I'll keep yep. you posted. Yep. 
Okay, awesome. You're not planning out your trip for you know next August. Yeah, I am, I'll pencil uh, you in for December. Like, yeah, yeah I'll, I, I got year. penciled in for December. Like uh, like Coop, I'll see you in uh, October of 2027. Yeah, <laughs> I got that done. Yeah. Um, no, I the the dry draw was tight for me as well. Um, the the aroma coming off the foot was that kind of like we we're talking about barnyard. I also got some really dark sweetness too. Um, and, uh, as I'm drawing through, they immediately had a much better draw than the dry draw. Yeah. So that's, the, I had the same thing with that as well. So that was good. Can I also comment to what I get, um, as it's transitioning, I get a vanilla, I get like a vanilla, um, sweetness to the beginning of this. Uh, are you getting it like right at the end of a retro or like right at the end of the finish yeah yep yeah that's what i'm kind of getting into it reminds me of it reminds me of the vanilla notes that you get ben this might sound more familiar with you because i know you're a wine guy like those those nice those nice fruity jammy cabs that have that vanilla aftertaste yeah, <clears throat> or like a heavily oak Chardonnay too. Yeah, the oak not quite parts. as buttery though, but yeah. yeah, yeah, it's right there at the it's right there at the finish. So it's like a little creamy vanilla. Mm -hmm. Get it? I, I get it. I get it, Aaron. I'm with you. I, I I think it's funny that you say that it's mild though. I'm I mean I I find it to be medium in body, medium in flavor. Uh, I think again we're. The illusion of pepper, right? So you're we're getting that spice off the Nicaraguan tobacco. Uh, I'm willing to bet that's fucking Esteli tobacco, by the way. Um, there's a nice richness to the cigar, though. There's, yeah. There's like, I, I would say it's more of a rich, natural tobacco. I am getting a little that woody note from the Sumatra. I'm getting some earth notes. And then I want to say there's some sweetness. On top of that natural tobacco, and and I hate using this term for a flavor note because I think it's it's most misused term. It's a, it's almost like a raisin note I'm getting, maybe like a date. You note oh shit, you don't like that though. Typically, I don't because it's too sweet. I'd say this is more of a date note I'm getting, maybe not a raisin note, but it's in that. It, it actually is. I'm gonna say this is this size is starting out very nice uh, for me so far. I kind of am digging what what this is doing. Yeah, I, I mean, I I got that date note as well, and I, I was, and I actually like the raisin notes and, and date notes in the flavored cigar. Like I get, I, that's one of the reasons I like a lot of La Florida Benicana Maduros, is they because they have they have that in there, and I really enjoy that that rich. Uh, to me, it's like a really rich, you know, nicely fermented tobacco flavor. It just has that like the raisiny date kind of quality. But I, I like how you differentiated them, Coop, because like to me, I, I eat I eat dates and raisins a lot. I use a, I throw up in my cereal in the morning. Yeah, and a date is it has a raisiny type of flavors, but it's way less sweet yeah. to me. Yeah, way less sweet. That to me, that's like that screams like if we're talking Florida Minicana, that screams the Colorado Oscuro, man. That cigar is fucking awesome. right. That, that's and that's that's a, but sometimes they get that like that raisin which is overwhelming, and it's almost like the cigar is not fermented right. And I see a lot of people, they'll smoke Maduro's off the truck and you'll get that. And they're like, to me, it's unfermented tobacco. It's not really raisiny, but they call it raisin. See, I get it. This is, it's right here with me. One of my favorites. 
the 660 double Hero Maduro. I I go through so much of these is ridiculous. It's like it's I should have, see a therapist about it. But anyway, that <laughs> that that has that flavor in there, and I love that flavor of that. Yeah. And I I get it pretty heavily in that in the 660 Maduro. It's it's really good. But I I do get it. I get it here too. And going back to what Aaron was said about the vanilla, I, I it did come to me as vanilla. Like it was almost like a, a a sweet cream kind of a note to me in the yeah. beginning. Yeah, you know, but yeah. I I can see where you got where the vanilla. Yeah, I, I, I can see. I get it. that. Yeah, because you know? it, it does. I do get that. Like that hint. Of, I can see where you could get the vanilla. Like, you know, I, to me it was like a sweet creaminess about it. That when you said vanilla, I'm like, oh yeah, okay, I can I can see that. I can see that. You know. But I do get the I still get some earthiness, some woodiness as well too, at the beginning of it. Yeah, to me, it's off to a really good start. I got to say, I think the tapering is doing something with this with this blend too. Where getting a little more tapering on it, I think it's, it made these flavors a little richer than I remember some of the other sizes. Yeah, I agree. Well, you know that. how I feel about you know how I feel about torpedoes traditionally, right? So. Um, so far, look, this a torpedo could really do good things for a blend and, or figure out. Yeah, yeah, it can yeah. sometimes go backfire. Um, and I think user error sometimes plays into that too. But you know, sometimes the blend just doesn't work as well in a torpedo. I always feel bad about this. Uh, like, um, you know, Klaus Kellner, he loved the or loves the uh, Davidoff Millennium in the torp. I get the torpedo, I think it's the torpedo or the trumpetta. Can't remember what they've designated as, but you know it's the same. It's the same type of uh, uh, cap. And uh, man, I tried so I tried so many, so many, many of those to try and like that. Try and like it in that patola, and I just couldn't do it. But I like it, it in other ones. It's crazy. Yeah, Ernesto hasn't done a lot of torpedoes lately, though. The uh, La Carême uh, Bellicosfino once a year. I mean, twenty. Yeah, I mean, but look at his regular production. No, I, you just yeah, you know, I wasn't. Yeah, I wasn't. Being... I mean, I guess he's doing it in the uh, encore, right? The encore's got it. Mm-hmm. So the encore's got it. Um, yeah, the Valientes. Yeah, the Valientes. Um, but uh, yeah, this is. Los Fumar takes uh, former number one scar of the year. Just want to point that out. And I got the I got the size right, where a certain publication did not. But that's neither here nor there. But this is the size that that same publication liked in this blend. So, but I'm. It's off to a nice start, this cigar. Yeah, I think so too. So, uh, unless anybody else has anything to add, maybe we'll uh, we'll you know stop it here. We'll come back at the end of the first third. Let's see everybody in a second. And we're back here at the Smoking Syndicate Roundtable Number Ten. Four of us here on the panel: Mr. Will Cooper, Aaron Nielsen, and Ben Lee, and myself, Baird Plissy, are smoking the Cuba Aliados by Ernesto Perez Carrillo Jr. in the torpedo size. And it is a six by 54 and uh, we're just finishing up the first third. So let's go ahead and hear our thoughts. Aaron, you gave me a bunch of shit at the top of the show. So I want to keep coming back to you, Aaron, what are your thoughts? Yeah. So um, I think the, from a body standpoint, it's up a tick. So I'd say it's a solid medium right now. My burn, I just had to ash, but my burn, uh, burn line. Great. Uh, Ash held on. It's a, for me, a relatively slow smoker. Um, this is not something that, you know, is burning real quickly. Flavors for me, relatively unchanged in this first third from that first little bit. Um, I think the, the woodiness or kind of the cedar 
is is apotic. Um, I still get some of that like creamy. We were talking about the creamy vanilla. Um, I got the hay. Um, and there's a little bit of what I'll call like a baker spice to it. I mean, it's not prominent, but I get a little bit of that baker spice in combination with it. So I think so far, um, I'm really enjoying this cigar. I think that from a initial standpoint, it, it's smoking very well. Um, yeah, so that's what I got so far. Coop, let's hear what you got. I agree with a lot what Aaron said. Um, first of all, look at that burn line. That's amazing. Um, yeah, it's still holding the, pretty strong. I'm getting that natural tobacco. I'm getting those wood notes up in the front. Um, the date sweetness is dialed back slightly. Um, so it's definitely dialed back a bit. There's definitely some hay I'm getting in the uh, – I'm getting some of those hay notes that Aaron mentioned as well. Uh, the retro hails give me – it's interesting. The retro hail is kind of not dull, not boring, but dull anti. It's not very sharp, is what I'm saying. But I'm getting some cedar notes on that with a little bit of that date sweetness mixed in there. Uh, medium strength, medium body draws fantastic on this thing. Um, I, I guess I've smoked all the sizes of this. This is the this is the best start I've had to this, is what I'll say. And oh, that creamy, a little bit of that creamy nutty note too. On, particularly on the finish, I get that. Is the finish short, medium, or long for you guys, you and Aaron? Um, for me, it's about, I would go medium. It's not medium. short. It's yeah. about a medium finish. I mean, it doesn't linger forever, but it's definitely not short. I'll, I'll say it's about a medium finish. And I'll echo too what, what Coop said. I had a note written down. There is a little bit of that nuttiness too, like a cashew. Mm-hmm. Ben? Yeah, I can kind of what we've already said. I mean, to me, like the one of the most prominent thing is kind of that vanilla sweet cream I'm getting, uh, cedar notes, uh, uh, just a hint of earthiness. I I get the date notes still that Coop was talking about, but I agree with him. To me, it's more subdued now. It's more in the background, but I still detect it. Um, I get a little bit of like the the, the hint of the baker spice that Aaron was talking about, the generic term we use for that. Um, I, st I get that still, and a little bit of nuttiness as well. Um, to me, the nuttiness almost came off to me, almost walnut-like to me, but I could, you know. A little I drier. Get, yeah, a little, little, yeah, a little bit. Um, uh, the retrohale is what's interesting to me because what I get is totally different what Coop's getting. To me, I get a little bit of white pepper and a slight floralness about it as well on the retro hill and a little a little hint of sweetness, I guess. But to me, it's like white pepper and, and slightly floral, which I thought was really interesting because I don't really get that on the cigar itself as much as I do on the retro hill. It's really unique to me. Um, but I don't know, just kind of different. Yep, a lot, of, a lot of complexity, huh, Ben? Sounds like. I, yeah, I yeah, I, I I do. I do think it's it's solidly complex, and I agree. It's to me, it's medium bodied, medium flavor, and to me, I get a little bit of a longer finish than medium. I wouldn't say medium, but I wouldn't say long either. It's just kind of like in that gray area between. Because when I'm when I take a good puff on this thing, I could taste it for for quite a while. 
So it's at, which is awesome for me because I like long finish. The longer, the better. Lay in, on yeah. my palate as long as possible. So I really, I'm really enjoying that part. Just that Liga Pravada late, right? Where you taste it no, the next morning? No, I don't want to taste it for lunch the next day. Not nothing like that. But you know, <laughs> at least for you know, a, you know, a, maybe a minute or so that would be really good. That, to me, it's a really long finish. That's a super long finish. Yeah. So, but it's not like that. It's it's there for like maybe 20 seconds still. You know, good 20, 30 seconds. But what do you get? Well, how how was the first turf for you, Bear? Uh, I, I kind of aligned with a lot of you guys. Uh, I find this cigar to be comparatively complex. When you put your when I put the cigar in my mouth before I even draw back any smoke into it, I get really, really uh, pronounced leather, man. It's this this really nice leather note to it. Uh, it's like chewing on a baseball glove. Uh, really brings me back to my childhood. When I draw back the smoke into my palate, uh, I'm immediately hit with that pepper spice that we we're talking about. That's you know that's the Nicaraguan tobacco that's in the blend. Um, and then I'm my mouth is then balanced out with a really delightful sweetness, breadiness. Uh, I'm gonna go ahead and call it, guys. It's a cinnamon swirl pancake flavor note for me. I'm not kidding. That's what I'm getting. Um, so you're getting that cinnamon, getting that that sweetness from that, you know, from that pancake. No eggs, Coop, so don't worry. My breakfast is un is unspoiled by eggs okay, okay. coming out of the cigar. The 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 retrohale uh, insanely com- again, adding another complexity note note to it. I'm getting I, I get that floral note too. It's that floral vanilla, Ben. That's what I'm getting. I'm getting that floral vanilla sweet cream right there on the finish. Like you, mine's somewhere in between medium and long. It's about a 20 to 30 second red uh, flavor still lingering on the palate with the finish. Um, yeah, uh, this uh, this first third uh, caught catching me off guard, man. I wasn't expecting it. Like, like I said, this there's some, the, this cigar may be ugly looking, man, but I, I keep going back to how ugly looking it is. I don't care how ugly it looks when it tastes and has this much complexity. I'm enjoying it. And that's, that's really what matters. Um, the bands are pretty. So like, I think it takes away from like the ugliness of the wrapper a little bit, or maybe it makes it stand out more. I'm not sure which camp I'm in yet. Uh, the rapper, just, the rapper's ugly. I'll just say it. But yeah, that, that's my experience. Off to a pretty good start, even with the, uh, Talk of the liquid chicken out of a unihole again. <laughs> it's uh, yeah, I think it's off to a good start. So we'll go ahead and finish the second third. We'll be back in a second. See you then. And welcome back once again to the round table number 10 here for the Smoking Syndicate. I'm Barry Duplessy alongside Ben Lee, Aaron Nielsen, and Will Cooper. We're smoking the Cuba Aliados by Ernesto Perez Carrillo Jr. Uh, by Oliva Cigar Company. Uh, and we are smoking the Torpedo Size 6x54 out of the La, uh, Tabacular La Alianza factory, uh, blended by Ernesto Perez Carrillo Jr., as I mentioned. Uh, we're here, we're wrapping up the second, third. We're about to peel off the label. But before we get into our impressions, I'm going to go to you, Coop, because there was something you wanted to mention about the label, and then you can tell us your thoughts about the second, third. What is missing from this gorgeous redo of this historic brand? Well, and I think they might have done it on purpose, but the name Oliva is not on here. So um, I think they wanted, I get that they wanted to highlight Ernesto and they wanted to highlight the Cuba Aliados brand, but most people probably don't notice is an Oliva cigar. The brown and gold, though, if you want to look, the brown, the brown and, gold. and gold. Yeah, I guess the brown and gold, you could say that. Yeah. But that's a good point. Yeah. I was like, I was trying to remember what I said, but yeah, it was definitely missing. Uh, even if I put a little Oliva on the back in small letters, I would have did it. You know, just to kind of say that this is part of because I, I do think this is going to be a very strategic brand for them over the next few years, for sure. Uh, 
So. Yeah, well, it's like the coloration, though. Like we said, like the original Cuba Aliados band was brown and ivory colored. So yeah, it's it, close. It, it, yep. Um, but I'll say this: uh, I'm getting there's like a triple headed thread I'm getting here of natural tobacco, some earthy notes, and I'm definitely getting some wood notes. Um, uh, it's what I like about it, it's not becoming very woody, overly woody. Uh, there's some cedar mix in there. I'm still getting the hay notes. The creamy notes haven't subsided yet, and I'm getting close to the, the midway point. What I will say, Ben, is now on the retro hell, I'm getting the white pepper. So I don't know if you kind of implanted that in me or from now I'm getting it, but I'm, I'm definitely starting to get some of the white pepper on here. Uh, great burn, great draw. Uh, medium strength, medium buy. I'll say this again. I think this size has been performing the best that I've had in the lineup until this point. Ben, what about you? Yeah, I get I get pretty much the same thing. Like I the creamy note is still there. It's, it's still not, there, yeah. Yeah, to me though, the the vanilla part of it is kind of faded away. Like it's sweet, creamy. Um, I I get some I get the, the little bit of leather. Um I'm still getting a lot of wood, like a lot of the cedar note is still there. A little hint of black pepper, but it's kind of in the background. Um I'm I'm kind of getting almost like the like a coffee bean note, slight coffee bean note on there as well. And what I do retro held the cigar, it's still a lot of white pepper yeah. to me. Um, and it's not so, so much of like I said last time it was white pepper floral with a hint of creaminess. Now it's like white, pep white pepper creaminess with a hint of floral. It's like flip flopped a little bit, but still white pepper is dominant on there. Um, it's, it's, to me, the finish is a little bit less than it was before. Now, now it's yep. like a straight medium finish now, yep. not not as long as it was. But uh, still, I'm I'm really digging it. I'll be honest; it's really good I am too. Far. I am too. And I'll say this: there's something that's still imparting a sweetness on this cigar. I don't know if it's that residual date note, but there's <clears> if it's coming <throat> from the natural tobacco. But there is some sweetness on this cigar, and it's enough to keep me interested in this right now. I think that sweet if that sweetness wasn't there. I, I don't know if I'd feel the same way about, it, but there's something. I, there's an underlying sweetness to this cigar, but it's subtle. It's yeah. not overpowering. I agree with that because I still get a little bit of that date note too. Yeah, maybe it's the date <laughs> note though, but it's subtle enough. And I don't like an overly sweet cigar. That's why um, I'm really digging this. Yeah, to me, if it didn't have that sweet note, to me the woodiness would be overpowering. Yep. So I think that sweet flavor of the of like the date note or, you know, kind of that kind of raw natural tobacco sweetness too helps balance that balance this uh, out cigar out really well. But still, to me, it's pretty complex still. So, Aaron, what are you getting on the second third? Yeah, um, still medium body, uh, medium, not a, not a strength bomb or anything like that. Burns great. I just took off the band. I was getting ready to smoke into it. Um, I echo the vanilla is gone. There is still that light sweetness. I have a lot of the kind of the, the still the hay. Um, I'm getting like a mineral note now. There's some mineralness to it um, as part. It's not that um, sometimes when you, you talk about mineral, almost you get that like uh, burnt coffee or that twang mm -hmm. a little bit. It's not yeah. there yet, but it's a little bit of that like mineral. I agree the woodiness, a little bit of that cedar. I agree with you, Coop, and I think you said it too, Ben. There's enough sweetness where the wood is not so prominent that you can't taste anything else. And 
Bear, going back off of what you talked about, there is some complexity of this cigar. I, this is another one. I think we talked about it when we did the fine and rare. This is one that you got to pay a little bit of attention to. Not in a sense you got to double puff it and it's going to go out. I mean, it, it's burning great. I mean, it's it's a slow burn for me. Um, it's keeping my attention. But if, if you want to pick out some of the subtleties, you've got to pay a little bit of attention to it because it has got some complexity to it. The last thing I'll say too is, I get that that pepper, the white pepper too, but I get a little bit on my tongue. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah. A little bit of like the, it's not Pop Rocks ish, but you get through that. It's a smoother retro, but you do yep. get a little bit of like that sharpness to it. Yeah. Uh, the tingle. The tingle. Exactly. Not yeah. Pop Rocks to where it's like so much like in your mouth, but it's a little bit of that tingle. So, um, yeah. Uh, it, right now, and now what I'm, I'm going to be interested to see in this last third is if that sweetness dies down and it goes away. Does this become muddled and kind of just that, yeah. that woody core, and that's what we're left with? So so far, kept my attention and, and burning great. Or yeah, talk, do we get the yeah, do we get the crescendo flavor? Yeah, uh, right, Ben. I'm yeah. sorry. We'll find it. We, without we'll go back to the minerality you were talking about, Eric. So I'm kind of going to take this back to the wine analogy we used earlier to me, because I I I got the minerality a lot on the one I had this morning. This one doesn't seem to have it as much, but I do get, and the way I describe it is like slaty, like slate. Like, yeah, uh, like, yeah. Yeah. Because you get, yeah. you, so you, that's like a, that's a terroir thing of, of a lot of old world wines, you know, and mostly in the, in France, right? You get a, you get a good minerality to it. It's, they call it like slaty, right? And I, I totally get that. I, I get that it's it's um it's kind of hard to exp explain yeah, no, that no, note to be totally honest. Not like clay. I know what you're. I know what you're talking about. Yeah. That, and the other thing uh, to to mention too, there's a little bit of a dryness to it, like a, a, a dryness in your mouth, or just uh you know certain cigars will make your mouth water. This one's got a little more dry uh, characteristics to it. Mm -hmm. Do you still think it's medium body, medium yeah. flavor? Yeah, I, I I would still I don't think it's it it hasn't it definitely hasn't gone down. I'd still say it's in that medium range. I mean, if anything else, it's maybe even gone up a tick, but it's not full body. It's in that medium range. Yeah, I agree with that. What about your finish? What do you think? Has it changed any, or it's still the same? I think it's gotten a little longer. I mean, it's not a long finish, but it's mm -hmm. it's it, I can still between you know depending on how quickly I'm I'm drawing on it. It's definitely more on the medium plus length size. I mean, so the, the, yeah. the still kind of lingers in my on my palate as I go to my next draw. It's not something that uh, is fleeting. Yep, same with me, Bear. What are you getting on the second third? Um, well, the finish has gotten considerably longer for me. Like I just took a an extra exhale after I'd exhaled, and it's still there. It's still there right now as I'm talking. I puffed probably like 30 seconds ago. Uh, it's coming up probably on a minute. It's still there. I can still I can still feel it in my nose. Um, it, the complexity is certainly taking uh, taking a downturn for me on the second third. Uh, I'm getting a little bit more of that cedar note that you guys are talking about. It's a little bit more prominent for me. The uh, um, the sweetness isn't as isn't as it doesn't stand out as much it's fading it's fleeting a little bit um so the complexity is kind of becoming more ironed out for me uh in the second third um it's still a very consistent flavoring cigar uh still medium bodied um they again the pepper note that's still lingering on my nose as i'm speaking it's still there so it's still really long for me um is 
is uh, probably making it feel like it's a little bit more amped than it is. Um, the um, I'm getting a little bit of citrus peel on that initial pull when I like when I take a puff right now. Right on the palate there, there's some like orange peel. Uh, and um, and it's so it brightens it up a little bit, but the complexity is dying down to where it becomes. I'm really getting a lot more leather, a lot more earth. That's really just taking over the palate considerably, along with that cedar. So it's becoming a, um, a less enthusiastic myriad of flavors, I would say. Uh, you know, if I could be a little slightly poetic with it. Um, if you'll give me the license to, um, but it's, uh, but it's still, it's still a, uh, it's still a good smoking experience so far. Uh, I don't think Coop that we are going to experience the crescendo of flavor. No. And I'll give you an update. Actually, I have just started to hit, as you guys are told, I'm just starting to hit that cedarous piece starting to emerge. Um, it's a little bit alarming to me. I hope it doesn't go overboard. That's what I'm you know, going to say. Cause sometimes I, when they take these cedar turns, I tend to really, it doesn't it doesn't mesh well with me well i think coop too on on that note i think we've all talked about it. i think the the sweetness has balanced out it from going too woody or too cedary yeah i think if it loses that sweetness component to it it's going it, to go earthy and woody yeah and it's going to be very off balanced at that point yeah because to me that cedar note i got it in the beginning but it's it's definitely much stronger in the second third that yeah. cedar note and going back to what bear said too about that orange orange peel that i i can see I, I didn't really get like a distinct orange peel but it's almost like a, a, an acidity slight to it kind of to it so i totally get that but uh anyway i think we've covered the second third so we'll go ahead and pause it here and uh we'll be back to let you know how it is the, the conclusion of the cigar in a second see you then and we're back again here with the round table number 10, smoking the Cuba Aliados uh, by Ernesto Perez Carrillo Jr. Uh, from Oliva Cigar Company. Uh, the round table number 10 is paneled by myself, Bear Duplicity, alongside Will Cooper, Ben Lee, and Aaron Nielsen. Uh, we're wrapping up. This is the final third. So we're going to be uh, doing our final third uh, notes and then we'll be doing our scoring as well. Uh, keep in mind, uh, these are opinions of, uh, these opinions are ourselves. And if you disagree with them, uh, that's perfect. Willie. that's uh, certainly your prerogative, but we don't care. Uh, these are our feelings about the cigar, and we're eager to share them with you. We hope you've enjoyed this journey as we've gone through the cigar, and uh, we will uh, we'll go ahead and wrap up the cigar right now. So why don't we uh, went with, uh, I think I went from Aaron, and we did Coop. So Ben, why don't you lead off the final third here and uh, tell us your final thoughts? Yeah, so I'm, I'm smoking it down pretty good now. Um, I to me it's gotten almost monotone i'm getting a lot of cedar and yep. almost no creaminess no sweetness there's they're there but it's it's just a faint hint of both the creaminess and the sweetness mostly it's just a lot of woodiness and it's white pepper and a hint of leather slightly earthy but that's about it honestly my finish is about the same i still say it's medium body medium flavor Retro hell is a lot of white pepper and wood now. That's that's pretty much it. I don't get any of the sweetness or creaminess hardly anymore at all. It's really gotten it went from really complex to hardly complex at all now, like real kind of linear. I was kind of a little bit disappointed, honestly, in this last third. I was expecting a little bit more. I kind of knew where it was going to go because, like I said, this is my first one, but 
this one was smoking a lot better than what I had this morning. We were talked about this, you know, in, in the, on the Facebook feed over the YouTube one here, but it just, there was no crescendo, none at all. So I'm a little bit disappointed in the last third, but overall, I thought the cigar was really good. I, I, I really love that first third, my favorite. Second was a pretty good. The final third, I thought it was, it's just kind of average to use Aaron's term. So that's that's about it on the last third. So Will, what did you get on the final third? Hey, real quick, what did you get ranking, or would you rate it? Are we going to we going to do that right now too? I, do you want to do the do we want to do the thoughts and then the rankings? Yeah, let's do that. Yeah. Okay. Let's Coop, let's do that. Coop, give us your uh, assessment of the final third. Ben, ben nailed every point. So this I think this was a this was no crescendo flavors. It was disappointing. It was monotone. Uh, it was very cedary at the end. Um, the sweetness was kind of gone. The pepper kind of increased on the tongue. It got a little muddled. Uh, it did the things I didn't want it to do. Uh, ben kind of nailed this, though. First, third, spectacular. Second, third, very good. Third one, barely average. Um, but uh, great burn, great draw. Uh, got really good scores on that. Uh, it was very well balanced until the final third as well. And it was a decent amount of complexity on this cigar until the final third. Um, so, uh, but very, but but very satisfying this cigar. Um, I'm 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 kind of struggling with the final score on this one still, but but very good. Cool, Aaron. What about you? Sorry, Ben. I'm, I'm gonna yeah. So I'm gonna echo again. I think we're all in in agreement with kind of where we've ended up with this final third. For me, it was it is more of that mineral. Um, I got a lot more of that mineral. The sweetness died down, which we kind of talked about that the, with the sweetness dying down, that wood was going to take over. So it's kind of that woody cedar yeah. hay. A lot of the mineral. You guys use the term muddled. That's kind of where it just kind of became monotone, right? Nothing to write home about. Just kind of died off. Um, my finish. You know, the, the from a construction standpoint, I mean, it was a long smoke. I mean, so if, if for me, for this size of a cigar, well over an hour, um, you know, it, it burned well. Um, I think the my favorite was that kind of transition from that first third into that second third. So right after that first third, I thought mm -hmm. that was the, the best part of the cigar. Um didn't get um, the 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 pepper even to me kind of it slightly died down but it, it was there but kind of still just kind of the white pepper wasn't like overbearing or anything like that so um, I'm too I'm too with Coop a little bit I'm I'm struggling with where I'm going to kind of rate this but overall uh, like the complexities like the sweetness really like that the kind of that vanilla note that uh, came out for the primarily for the first uh, say two thirds of it so yeah I think we're all in pretty much agreement with what we got on that last that last third no crescendo yeah the crescendo was about the point you said the end of the first third yep agreed yep, yep. all right bear what did you think of the final third and overall impressions i'm still smoking the final third because i'm expecting something else to happen and it's just not happening it took a complete it can, it took a complete dive from the second third um 
and uh, kind of dead, just echoing a lot of the things that you guys are saying. Uh, it's just a really heavy woody and earth. That's all I'm getting. The leather uh, taste from the wrapper is still there, but it's muted. Um, the finish went from super long in that second third, uh, went from medium plus in that first third uh, to extremely long in the second third to now extremely short. It's like not even there anymore. It's so bizarre. Um, and uh, yeah, the uh, there's... And uh, my old friend, the bitterness is just here. It's just here and it's not going anywhere. It's just here lingering on my palate and it sucks. Um, but, you know, cigars uh, tend to end this way. I find that bitterness in cigars is, you know, really pronounced when you have torpedoes. I just feel like it gets really bitter towards the end. And if you don't smoke it slow enough, if you smoke it even, if you smoke it fast, it's even worse. Yep. I don't think we smoked this fast. I think it was a really nice speed that we smoked through the cigar. Uh, and it's, um, but the bitterness is there just the same. And I, uh, yeah, the second, third definitely did not deliver a crescendo for me. Uh, it, in fact, it went really downhill. Um, the, I agree the crescendo was in the first third. Uh, that was one of the most complex thirds. I think we've smoked on a round table. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, I was high on a couple of the cigars we've done, like the, the, Care, uh, you know, the Carreñas, uh, from St. Louis Ray, I thought was incredibly complex. Uh, and, uh, but I think the first third even rivaled some of the, that, best parts of that cigar and i think that was one of my favorites that we've done on the round table um so yeah uh the if i could do with the last if i could do without the last third i might just put cigar these cigars down after the second third and just call it a day and and enjoy it for what it is there um it'll be a completely different score if i just smoke the first two thirds which we'll get into right now yeah well i mean you're going you're a good talking now so what, what, what would you score it yeah, so uh, again, the uh, the first third was definitely the highlight for me. Uh, I think it, it started off, it was completely surprising. It was blown away by the complexity. It was just absolutely delightful. If we could end the cigar right there, it would have been a really extraordinarily high score. The second third brought it down uh, a few points, uh, a couple points for me, uh, and uh, but still a very solid cigar. Like I said, I would enjoy it from there. The, the last third has just, con- you know, it's just... Yeah, really just made this, uh, it's just a disappointing finish. There's no other way to say it. Um, but um, that that being said, I will smoke this again, uh, just because I'd like to see if I have a similar experience. Maybe I can smoke it even slower and get a different experience out of the last third, maybe. Um, not trying to be an apologist or anything, but I'm eager to find out if, uh, if uh, the smoking speed has anything to do with it, uh, particularly with my... Um, my findings when it comes to smoking torpedo cigars. So that all being said, um, this cigar is an 88 for me. A low 88, a low 88. It was really hard between, I was going, I was fluctuating back between 87 and 88. I really don't want to discount that first third. That first third was phenomenal. It was 90 plus. Do do you weigh the equal thirds equally in your score? Yes. Yeah, I do too. Mm. And some people say that's not totally fair, but I think it is. How is it not fair? Well, because, you know, you don't technically smoke it to the, you know, you don't smoke through that whole third, third, final third. I think it's fair. Don't get me wrong. It's, it's fair. Or not yeah, I, I think it's fair. Okay, Coop, what, what do you give the final score? Um, You know, it, it's interesting. I give it an 89. Um, if that first, if that final third would have held on, this would have been uh, hit the ninety point. It, it just kind of lost it in that last third. What I will say is, this was the best performing size I've had of this line by far. And I'll be honest, the Churchill size was flat, and it ended a lot like this. 
So I am very impressed with the uh, with the the Bellicosa. We're not we're not padding scores here, guys. Eighty nine is a, a solid score. I'd buy it and smoke it. I'd probably buy multiples of these and keep them in the humidor. I would smoke this again. I wouldn't hesitate. And like Bear said, I'd maybe experiment a little with this with the smoking of of the uh, of the um, you know rate. You know how fast you're smoking it. But I think this I think the torpedo is the way to go with this. I, I really do. Uh, I'll say this. I think aficionado had this as the highest one, and I'm not sure how they score, but it came at 89, which is a very, very well, good score. If they, yeah, if they're score. judging it on the first third, I could see why it gets. I could so see, I, I, you know, and we we've talked the a lot first about third that. was insanely complex. That was fucking awesome, it, it, man. But the Churchill didn't do that, and the Robusto didn't do that for me. Mm-hmm. So this one did it, which was which I was like, wow, this is comp- this is very different. Um, and I just thought the flavors were very rich in that first third as well. I thought the cigar took the turn a little past the halfway point. So I thought even the second third was performing quite well. But towards the end of that, remember I said I, it was starting to turn with the cedar because I went first and I just started to get that. And it, it unfortunately, like I said, when the sweetness went away, the balance went off on this cigar. And uh, but but like 89, I, I'll buy it again. Yeah, I'd, I'd, I want to buy one. I wouldn't age this too long. I maybe want to see what this does in a year. I would not age this one too long either. Smoke this one now. Aaron, what about you? What do you score it? Yeah. So with the nosedive it took in the final third, um, I will say, because I, as I mentioned before, this is the second time I had this cigar. The second time was far more enjoyable for me than the first time that I smoked this. Um. If we talk about, and I was going to mention it, and so I'll echo what you guys said. I mean, if aficionado does truly only smoke, say, the first third of a cigar and then rakes it, I could see where they're going to give really high ratings to this. But it just progressively, I don't say got worse, but it definitely from a rating standpoint, continued on that descent. Um, I'm going to go exactly with what Bear said. I was going to go 88. I was actually teetering between 88, 89. I would buy this a five pack. I mean, this is not box worthy for me, um, but it's a good cigar. I agree. Don't age this forever. I think it's just, just in, in terms of the, the flavor components, the way that typically a, a cigar will age. I don't think that by aging this a couple of years or whatever you're going to age it for is going to do it any favors. Um, would I recommend this cigar to somebody? I would definitely say, try this, um, pay attention to it because there is some unbelievable complexities. And I, the high note for me, as I talked about, was in that first third into that second third. I mean, I was a huge fan of that, that creaminess and that vanilla. I mean, that thing had me. I mean, that was really, really good. But unfortunately, it just doesn't, like most cigars, it just didn't hold it. And it just continued on the downward spiral. So I'll, uh, I'll go 88. And uh, yeah. Still a solid score. Yeah. yeah. 288s and 89. Where are you going to land, Ben? Yeah, so I I I do I do what y'all do. About I I, I kind of rate each third, right? So for me, if I was to rate this each third, first third would be a probably a ninety three. The second third would probably be a ninety one. The final third to me would be like an eighty five. So, yeah, yes. it was a big it was a big drop off. That it was a drop. This was, this was heading to ninety until that final third for me. Yeah. It basically, and I'm still smoking. I'm still smoking it while we're talking, and it's just getting more and more and more of a of a woody bomb. I'm pretty much getting only cedar at this point, only cedar. And Dude. while I love the smell of cedar and all that, I don't I don't want to taste I, it. Right? I agree. It's, you know, it takes... it's 
yeah, it's just too much. The the sweetness that we talked about really balanced out that woodiness, and it was just really meshing so well. All these flavors were meshing so well in the first and the second third, and we saw that ta- it was tapering off in the second third, and it's basically that transition on the second and the the end of the second third and the beginning of the first third was kind of what I I got out of the out of the Churchill the Robusto, like I I did not like the Churchill or the Robusto. To me, they weren't even worthy well, enough to return to. Agree. I, that was my experience with it too. I you know. Yeah. To to me, this one this uh, is uh, like, go try it. Get a, uh, it's five pack worthy. It, to me, it's not box worthy at all. Okay, so to me, I would if uh, average all that, I would give this an eighty nine, because it, I mean, really, the first, the second, third were really, really good, but the the last third is just not good. It's terrible. It's just it's just terrible. Yeah. So it's it lost all its balance and complexity in this last third to where it just really pulled that score down. I'm with you, Coop. It would have been in the nineties if it wasn't if it would uh, just I, I don't, maintain. Yeah. You know. Yeah. I thought for sure. Um, but, you know, I, I've heard this cigar maligned from a lot of people. Take the CA rating. I've heard this cigar. People were not impressed with it. But I don't know anyone who smoked the Torpedo. I think everyone I know smoked other sides of that cigar. And I'm going to say, you know, it, I would give the Torpedo a shot with this one and see. Yeah. The, only... think, the first two thirds, you're going to get a great cigar. I'll tell you that. Oh, yeah. It's fantastic. Yeah. It's, it's really the first third is so complex and so well balanced. It's was really a stunning revelation when yeah. I tried it the second time. Like I said, I had it this morning, and I, I didn't really get none of this in this morning. It was it, it was almost a Doctor Jekyll, Mister Hyde kind of a scar. It's kind of weird to be totally yeah. honest. Yeah. But for me, the only thing I would say is I I kind of I disagree with you a little bit about the aging, and this is why because my gut says it probably won't age well, but I just kind of go back to when Ernesto, uh, came out with the, his, the, the original line that his first EPC was inaugural 2009. Now, when that came out, I did not like that cigar. That was flat monotone, a lot of wood. That's all I got now. So they, a lot of people got that at my shop in Biloxi, the cigar shop, right? So that box sat there for a long, long, long time, long time. And it wasn't until one of the guys worked there, his name was Mike Mando, he tried it and said, wow, this thing has gotten so much better. I'm like, what? Get the hell out of here, really? And I smoked it, and it was really good. And that box is probably two years old at this point. And it was really freaking good that t- the inaugural 2009, and I did not like it at all. Like I wasn't even going to go buy another single to try it out, right? But it, a lot of us had that action with that inaugural. I remember that. Yeah. So, so to me, I'm like the we got one. We all have. We all got three. Coop bought all of us three. I have one left, and I'm going to sit it, and I'm going to see what happens. I'm gonna, I'm probably going to sit it for about two years, and I'm going to see what happens because I'm kind of curious. Because like I'm I'm with y'all. And my, my gut instinct is this is not going to age well. But then my experience with the 2009 says it's possible that it might age really well. So I want to I'm going to fool with it. I'm going to I'm going to see what it's like. I'm going to I'm going to set this down a while and see what happens. Well, not that it will return to it because I don't I think this is a one and done cigar. This is put it with your put it with your opus and not your padrones because you lose your patrons and you don't 
is your opus. Yeah. 100%. Do not <laughs> age padrones. That, that's what your that's things? your PSA for the night. Do not age padrones. Nope. Them now. Especially the, 64s. One of the things that, uh, you know, we mentioned about, and I could mention it, not having the Oliva name on the band. One of the things that you can tell, at least I could, you can you can taste the Oliva tobacco in this cigar. I mean, you can you can absolutely taste the Oliva tobacco when you talk about some of the other lines and that it's taking out the the V. But if you take that the O or the G or maybe even the Connecticut, you can taste some of that Oliva tobacco in this. So if you're an Oliva fan, I think you'll you'll like this cigar at least for the first two thirds of it. You know, I'm glad you actually brought that up too about the the Reserve Connecticut from Oliva. That one is another line, and I love Connecticut's. That one I don't like. I do not like the Reserve Connecticut. But back in the day, <clears throat> long, with a you know long time ago, our lever rep um, was he's now covers you know South Florida, mostly Tampa. But I remember one day he was like coot with me, he's like, "Oh, dude, you got to try the Double Toro, which is their six by sixty. And I'm like, "Dude, I am not trying a six by sixty. I don't have have no desire to smoke it because one, I don't like the blend." Two, I hate a six by sixty. Why would I ever do it? And we're at an Oliva event, and it kept on and on and on until I'm like, I was like, "Fuck, okay." If you shut up, I'll go get one. And let me tell you, <clears throat> six by sixty. That cigar is that line is freaking phenomenal. It is. It's. It's so more complex and creamy and just a sweeter profile than all the rest of them. It was like nine. It's almost like I was smoking a wholly different blend. Yeah. And that, and I feel like, like what this cigar is like because this torpedo is so much better than the Robusto or the Churchill. It's not even funny. It's crazy. You know, we all talk about there's a sweet spot usually in every, you know, cigar line. There's always one Vitola that kind of stands out, but the the vast difference between these Vitolas is unbelievable. The torpedo is definitely where to go. So if anybody's watching this and you want to try one get the torpedo try that one that's the one because the other ones i they're not good i don't think they're good at all coop i think you think the same way too yeah i agree i agree like i was when we did this i was like you know this if this could have been ugly is what i'm saying i'm being honest yeah i expected honestly i expected to hammer this cigar me too like i I, I did too i did too i was gonna do the same thing after my when i had it yesterday i'm like when I text you guys, it's going to be very interesting to see where everybody scores this. And I was pleasantly surprised the second time around on this. So you never know, right? You got to give it at least a couple of tries. So 288s and 289s, huh? Not bad. It, it didn't do yeah. bad. Yeah, I think we covered it pretty well. So, you know, like like we always say, if you have any suggestions of stuff you want us to try on the roundtable, you know, put them in the comments on on the Facebook feed or on our YouTube uh and let us know is there something you want us to to do a review so on that note please like comment and subscribe and we'll see you next time